Put your hands together. 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 What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming on. Good. Prime location. How'd you score that seat? First in line? Uh, luck. luck. I guess none of you guys are lucky. You guys didn't do it. I know uh, I'm not Cameron or Rhea. I'm third place to those two. Uh, I was walking up here and I was passing the line and I was like, I'm going to go host. Put your hands together. And then I heard like pe- this girl in the line be like to her friend, oh my God, you're going to love the show. You know it's hosted by Cameron and Rhea. You love them. <laughs> so... Hi, you're going to love me. You're going to love me. I wore a crop top. Neither of them would do that. I don't know. I shouldn't say that. They might crop their tops. I'm not sure. I'm here. Hi, how's everyone's heat wave doing? Oh, way to bring it down. Is it air conditioning here? We don't... I don't know. That's why I wore the crop. Oh, you four are cool. You don't want to sit... You left it open? because of the air, the hot air. <laughs> if I come out here third act of the show and you guys have like switched seats, it's going to be so romantic. <laughs> I love a love story. Are any of you in love? No? Okay. <laughs> wow, I really was like, one of these seven people has to be in love. <laughs> You're all like, we're single for the summer. That's quote your voice. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. It's one of my like favorite shows. Anyone not been to the show before? It's not how you ask that question. Is this anyone's first time at the show? Yeah. Great. Um, and next time when you come, you'll know when someone asks you a question, you can uh, clap and cheer. That's what you... <laughs> so I know you guys are first timers. You're like so polite. You're like, hi. And I'm like, I can't really see you. <laughs> but I'm glad. Welcome. Welcome to the show. It's usually this great. <laughs> I know I got up here and everyone's like, ooh, uh, I hope she talks about her family. <laughs> All right? You're like, what's her family like? What could they be? Spoiler alert, uh, they're, they're middle class. Uh, <laughs> that's what they are. People talk about their family on stage, so I'm trying to do that more. Um, my family is super weird, though. They, they raised me in a nudist colony. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you guys do that? You tried? (laughs) Were you in, like, a cold climate? Why didn't it stick? (laughs) Wisconsin, yep. Whoopsie doopsies. (laughs) Your children, like, just freeze to death? That's not... I'm also from a cold climate. I'm from Canada, so my parents were smart. They just did it in the summer. (laughs) So that all winter I could get really, like, attached to my clothing. No. it's. I still, like, don't really know how to talk about the nudist colony. It's a little bit scarring for me. I mean, like, there were so many naked people playing tennis. It's like so many loose balls. It was not good. You know, no matter how liberal or, like, open-minded and beautiful you are and you want to raise your kids in a nudist colony, you know, just check out your neighbors first. Is all I'm saying. That's all I'm going to say. Because they might be tennis fanatics, and that's not good. My mom, she just turned 65, but she is also, hands down, the hottest woman I have ever met. So I, like, bring her places so that guys know what I'm going to look like someday. (laughs) In hindsight, it makes so much sense that she wanted us to be on a nudist colony. (laughs) It's like, yeah, you're a babe. I'm a baby, you know? It's, like, not not good. Just wish my dad had, like, stood up for himself slightly. (laughs) Anyways, great. Great. Seriously, have some PTSD over that. Have some P-Y-H-T. See what I did there? The name of the show it took me a long time, so it probably didn't come out that well. Um, my dad is um, stoic. <laughs> it's not important to the story. <laughs> my dad is interesting. He, um, he, at 25, had a baby with his girlfriend, and they decided they weren't ready, so they put that child up for adoption. And then they broke up. 
And then 20 years later, him and my mom had a baby, <laughs> me, and they were like, you know what, we're like 57 now, we should keep this baby. <laughs> so they kept me. And then when I was in grade five, my stepsister, half-sister, found her birth parents, being my father. And it turns out she is a university professor with tenure. She owns a house. She has a kid. She's a single mom, which is pretty cool. And I am an illegal immigrant (laughs) who no one thought should be hosting this show. (laughs) So I'm always nervous that, like, my dad is sitting at home in his study and he's just like, oh, my God, it was option number one the whole time! (laughs) They hang out a lot, so... I moved here to America. I'm an immigrant. I'm not like the immigrant that everyone's talking about. (laughs) Um, I feel like if I went up to Trump and I was like, hi, uh, I'm actually also an immigrant, he'd be like, I don't mean you. (laughs) Get in the house. Get in the house. You know, we are double standard. That's what I'm saying. I'm being political. I thought of this earlier today. I shouldn't have warned you that. This is a Polish joke. Um, do you guys think it's weird that people, like, they get pregnant and then they're like, ooh, what's the gender of the baby? Like, I'm excited to know. I don't care either way. We're going to love it no matter what until they have the baby and then they're, like, really set on it being that gender. Okay, you're right. <laughs> I was like, this is really, I'm really going to push some buttons. The only button I pushed was, like, the get-off-the-stage button. <laughs> I just had a baby, is what I tell the other women in my cardio bar class. <laughs> it's like, oh, you know what? Yeah, I just ha- I'm going to sit this one out. I just had a baby. No, I know. I look great. I look really good. But baby. Baby, this is a baby. <laughs> Hollywood, I look so good for a post-baby mom. Is there a pre-baby mom? I don't think so. <laughs> I definitely don't want a baby. The only time I want to be pregnant is when I see those expectant mother parking spaces. <laughs> then I'm like, what the fuck? I could park there. You know what? I'm just going to park there. If anyone gave me grief, I'd be like, what? Oh, what? You just think all pregnant women are fat? Fuck you. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know me or my baby or my non-baby. You don't know. <laughs> I used to babysit kids and walk dogs, so basically I was just living the worst parts of other people's lives. <laughs> So I know I don't want a baby. I know I don't. You guys have babies? <laughs> What's your guys' life about? If it's not no babies, no love. You're like, we're just about this show. Keep it rolling. <laughs> babies are cute. They're really cute. Except for like newborn babies, right? They're pretty gross. <laughs> like oh that is fresh (laughs) no I don't want to touch it it was just touching your pussy (laughs) it's not a slice of pizza this isn't the five second rule (laughs) you can't just like pull out your baby and like air it out you know you can but I'm not gonna hold it (laughs) not gonna hold it until I don't have it hold its head that's the rule for me and I didn't make that rule someone else put that rule on me I have a boyfriend now. It's just an easy applause break. People are impressed. I used to do the dating thing, obviously. How did I get a boyfriend if I didn't? I remember one of the last dates I went on, though. I was just like... It was just, like, really bad. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, most of the people you date are losers. (laughs) Maybe that's just me, actually. Maybe. Or maybe I'm just, like, super cool and they can't compete. I don't know what it is. I remember the last date I went on, this guy, we were talking, and the date wasn't going well because we immediately started talking about the weather. And he was, and I said, this is what I said, oh, 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 man. (laughs) No. I I said, oh, yeah, dude. uh, (laughs) I'm glad that it's finally summer. Casual. What a casual thing to say on a date. He responds, oh man, what a coincidence. Me and my friends were just talking about this. We were saying that for us, this summer's all about eating good food, drinking good drinks, and making memories. (laughs) Like, whoa, that is stupid. (laughs) Right? Like, what is this guy eating all winter? Sawdust and garbage? 
And this was when I lived in Canada, and it's like, if you can get through a Canadian winter without vodka, that's amazing. But we're not compatible. <laughs> not at all. And my favorite is that, for some reason, this guy has to actively make memories. <laughs> like, what is that? What does that mean? I feel like in the morning, he just, like, wakes up and looks in the mirror and is like, all right, today I'm going to remember what happened. <laughs> well, I think the point of that story is, like, if you kind of only look okay and you have a horrible personality, <laughs> don't talk to me, right? <laughs> Guys, we have an amazing show for you tonight. Our first comic is awesome. Um, he has totally been on TV, but he wouldn't tell me which ones because apparently he doesn't like those credits. But <laughs> television. Please give a warm welcome to Peter Kim. Hello! How y'all feeling tonight? Okay. Oh my God, I love it. LA, so many diverse people here. Yeah, this is great. UCB, lots of different types of white people. Yes! White people with short hair, long hair. Very diverse. <laughs> Um, my name is Peter Kim, and um, oftentimes when I introduce myself to people, they go, um, oh, but like, what kind of Asian are you? <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, hello, it's 2018, how dare you assume that I'm Asian? <laughs> I happen to be a very sleepy Mexican. <laughs> if you didn't laugh at that, you might be too liberal. <laughs> Check it. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's loving it too much. <laughs> Triggered. Um, <laughs> um, I am a gay Korean, uh, so uh, according to my immigrant family, I am uh, a disappointment. But um, no, I'm just kidding. My mom's very cool. Uh, I came out to her, uh, and she still goes to church so she was you know freaking out a little bit and she was like oh my god I have to tell everyone in church that my son is a sodomizer <laughs> and I was like mom you don't have to tell people that <laughs> I'm the sodomizee you know like the power sodomizee <laughs> get it straight <laughs> I, I grew up in... Anyone else grew up in a church? Okay, all right. A lot of shame. Cool. Um, <laughs> there. Um, yeah, I grew up in a church where my pastor, he said crazy shit. Like, he was like, if you have gay thoughts, it's fine. As long as you instantly replace them with an image of Christ on the cross. <laughs> yeah. So I did that every time I had a gay thought. So now I have a fetish for hands and feet. You know, so... God did that. Um, <laughs> my grandfather was an elder at my church, and he was so conservative when he gave me the sex talk, he called the vagina a shame-shame. Yeah. <laughs> and he called the penis a no-no. Yeah, so when I came out to my grandfather, I was like, Grandpa... I don't like shame shames. I like no-nos. In my gross gross. And he took one step and burst into flames. I was like, damn! God is real. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> my mom's been chill since I came out, but like after I came out, she called me every Saturday asking if I had a boyfriend. She'd be like, do you have a boyfriend yet? Do you have a boyfriend yet? I'm like, what the fuck is your problem? I didn't realize me getting consistently dicked down was on your priority list. And she was like, oh, you know, maybe you go back to dating woman. <laughs> and I was like, the fuck? And she goes, oh, sorry, Peter. You know, sometimes, you know, mommy, uh, don't, the translation is wrong, you know? Um... <laughs> You know, you, sp you spend so much time in the closet, you know, and then you cry and ugly crying. <laughs> oh, sorry, Peter. Oh, the translation is um, when you cry, your face is looking ugly. Yeah. <laughs> 
And I'm on the phone like, go on. Um, <laughs> she's like, oh, you know, and then you fire, you know, like you in the classes so so long, and the, you you are like a like a, a, a what's the word coward, and <laughs> and then you finally coming out, but nobody looking for you. <laughs> I was like, touche, bitch. Um, immediately signed up for Grinder. Messaged the first guy available, 75 feet away. I was like, can I suck your dick? He said, absolutely not. And I was like, you don't understand. My mom really needs this. <laughs> so dating's been rough. Um, <laughs> I am dating now, though. I'm dating a guy. Um, I will say, though, uh, he is very hot. And I am, I, I'm, I'm forced to, like, reconcile with my own insecurity about that, you know? And he's white, so he's reconciling that about himself, uh, which is very nice. <laughs> he actually was, uh, he identified as a straight white man before he met me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just in case, sir, you were wondering what that mouth do. Uh, <laughs> that mouth topples the patriarchy. So, yes. Uh-huh. I saw him. I clocked him. Six foot one, blonde hair, blue eyes. I was like, oh, no, you need to stop breeding. Uh, take your ass right out of the gene pool. <laughs> He's very hot. Um, <laughs> he's, he's also a very liberal white guy. Very, very liberal. Uh, he taught me about this thing called love languages. You guys hear of that? Yeah? Okay, cool. So applause for... Wow, cool. Love languages. Uh, I grew up in an immigrant Korean family, so... <laughs> the only love language I knew was withholding. So... Apparently, there are five different love languages. Yeah? Uh, he told me that his are... Uh, words of affirmation and acts of service. Yeah, and turns out my love language is white guilt. So it <laughs> works perfectly. Um, I do try to, like, he's so good, like, he, like, it worries me. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's a white guy and he hasn't, like, fucked up once with the racism. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to catch you. You know, like... <laughs> Like, at, late at night, I'll be, like, laying next to him, like, you know, babe, if you really think about it, don't all lives matter? <laughs> and he's like, well, according to Tiny She Coats, I'm like, forget it! God damn it! <laughs> forget it. <laughs> he does get, like, very anxious about, like, racial stuff, you know? And his favorite movie is uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. You guys remember that movie? <laughs> You guys remember that Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford, and that little Asian kid with the New York Yankees hat? He looks like a young Harrison Ford, and I look like fat short round. So sometimes when, it, when I'm in bed with him, I do one of these things. I go, no, Indy, no! No, Dr. Jones, not my temple of doom! And he gets so scared, and I come immediately. Like, it's amazing. I've been learning a lot of things about white people um, through him. You know, dating a white guy, you learn a lot of his culture. Um, one thing I realized that uh, is white people love camping. Okay, people of color, we don't go camping. I've never gone camping in my life before I met him. I don't know what it is. White people love camping. Like, you love going out into the mountains. Like, what is out there? <laughs> like a tribe of people yet to be colonized? You know? <laughs> What's out there? <laughs> and then he took me to this place called REI. You guys know REI? For, oh, a lot of yeses in the room, okay. Uh, for those of you who don't know REI, it is a gigantic warehouse. 10,000 square feet of white privilege. It's like, how many different ways can we act like we're homeless? Uh, a lot. And it's very expensive. <laughs> I'll leave you with this. Um, you know, there's a lot of stereotypes, uh, Asian stereotypes out there. One Asian stereotype you don't hear is Asian homelessness. You will never, ever 
see a person that's homeless and Asian. And I used to be really proud that I was like, oh, we're so good at making money. No. Turns out, we're just really good at suicide. So, all right, thank you so much. That's my time. Appreciate it. Give it up for Peter! All right, your next comic on the show, I just met her backstage. This is her first time doing the show, and she's visiting from Chicago. I know. The only city more important than Los Angeles, so... No, I don't. I'm Canadian. All right. <laughs> Please give a warm welcome to Sarah Sherman. Okay, how's everyone doing? Just so you know, you guys didn't clap loud enough for Chicago, and I'm hurt. Okay, we have fully one hero in the room. That's cool. Um, I'm from Chicago right now, so it. Yeah, don't worry. I went on. A, I got tricked into going on a hike, so I'm blacking in and out of consciousness. It is so. I get it. It's hot here. This is horrible. It is so. I get that everyone's like blah blah blah. It's so hot. I have no idea what to wear. That's why my outfit is so horrible and hideous. Yeah, I know my outfit is hideous. It's too hot. I don't know what to wear. I'm wearing a hideous outfit that reflects my horrible personality. I mean, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to leave the house. I want to leave the house just wearing a band-aid over my clit, but I can't. <laughs> Apparently I can't. Um, I live in Chicago, but I'm originally a Jew from New York. Okay, one woo. Again, one hero. Any Jews in here? Okay, I'm obsessed. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, hi, I'm obsessed. We'll get vomit to drinks after this. Um, <laughs> my Long Island Jew family is so mad that I live in the Midwest. They're like, what the fuck you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you in the fucking middle of the country? Come on, what are you doing? Come on, grow up. You know what I'm talking about? Fucking grow up. What is this, a fucking phase? <laughs> what is this, a fucking phase? Come on, grow up. What are you doing? Come on, you gotta grow up. Come on, what are you doing? Come on, you gotta move back to New York. You know what I'm fucking talking about? <laughs> it's fucking New York. You know what I'm talking about? Come on. <laughs> It's fucking New York. You don't fuck talk around. Come on, it's New York. You don't talk around. Come on, it's New York. You don't fuck talk around. Come on, can you reach? Can you reach? Yeah, it's fucking New York. You don't fuck talk around. Come on, it's New York. You don't talk about my Jews in the back. You don't fuck talk about. It's fucking New York. Stop doing comedy in the middle of a fucking cornfield dressed up as a BuzzFeed article. <laughs> you gotta move back to New York. You don't fuck talk about. You don't talk about come on, you don't talk about come on, you fucking talk about you fucking down the line, down the line, come on, you you don't talk about come on, you you fucking talk about you don't talk about you don't talk about come on, you you know what I mean? New York, uh, best pizza, best bagels, best water, best public transportation system, best garbage, best trash. Best unequal distribution of wealth. Best seat of all the world's financial evils. Best general sense of crippling alienation. Best trust fund kids posturing as artists and ruining predominantly black neighborhoods with artisan kombucha shop. Best people supplanting their shitty personality with a co-opted regional identity by saying things like, come on, it's New York, you know what I'm talking I told that joke in New York recently and they, um, <laughs> they didn't like it. So that's <laughs> and it for sure um, hurt my feelings. So <laughs> I did that joke in front of my parents and my dad was like, hey, we don't fucking sound like that. <laughs> you make me look like a fucking idiot up there. I don't fucking sound like that. I'm not an idiot, okay? I'm not an idiot. <laughs> I'm not an idiot. I'm not illiterate. I've read a book, okay? I read a book, okay? I read the Keith Richards autobiography, front of back, cover to cover, <laughs> front of back. <laughs> and then we were driving back to Long Island and the GPS was like, turn right here. And he was like, hey, what'd she fucking say to me? <laughs> what'd that GPS ass bitch fucking say to me? Fucking say to me in front of my daughter? In front of my precious fucking baby angel? In front of my fucking baby angel? I held her in my hands when she's the fucking big, my fucking daughter. <laughs> 
and punched it. <laughs> so yeah, my dad's hot. <laughs> yeah, of course I want to fuck my dad. What am I, a virgin? Like, grow up, you know? <laughs> Read a book. There actually is someone in the audience right now who knows my dad. <laughs> cool. Um, I actually love that. <laughs> Um, uh, speaking of my dad being hot, I actually have walked in on my parents recently. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I walked in on them fucking. For sure, I've walked in on them fucking. Cool, cool, cool. Everybody's laughing, laughing, laughing. <laughs> I mean, walking in on your parents as a kid is fully traumatic. But walking in on your parents as an adult is like... Sick, you know what I mean? <laughs> You're just like, yeah, no, for sure, yeah, I'm doing that all the time, yes. All the time, I'm back in the Midwest just hammering away, honestly. No, yeah, yeah, I'm doing that too, for sure, you know what? I knew you guys were gonna do this anyway, so I'm glad you're just doing it under my roof, you know what I mean? <laughs> and everybody's laughing, laughing, laughing. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, whatever, I'm, it, listen, they were fucking with the lights on, okay, yeah. Like psychopaths. Like I'm I'm young. I'm hot. Whatever. Blah 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 blah. Ha ha ha. Every, honestly, if you um don't laugh at that, uh, you do hate women. So sort of. So sort of. What side of her story do you want to be on? You mean? <laughs> but yeah, I'm like young and hot or whatever. I don't fuck with the lights on. Okay, whatever. It, sex with me already sounds bad enough. You know what I mean? Sex with me already sounds like. <laughs> sounds like getting blindfolded and you have to go into one of those haunted houses where you put your hands in those bowls like <laughs> is it spaghetti or is it brains <laughs> or is it pussy meat I don't know but I'm scared <laughs> I got that haunted house pussy thank you guys so much I've been Sarah jealous about, I was immediately jealous when I saw her because I was like I always want to make one of those CVS shirts work <laughs> you know what I mean like I always see them and I'm like those are cool I want one but like I just don't do it and now I can't <laughs> I mean I could but I can't you know <laughs> alright I'm gonna keep this show rolling please give a warm welcome to the next comic Dan Telfer <laughs> Hi. Oh my God, a metal pole fell over in this day and age. I like how you stuck your foot out when it was in no danger. As if to bounce it right back up in my face and take a tooth out. You guys, a lot of comedians will come up here and they'll talk about their pride or their genitals. And I don't have either of these things. My name is Dan Telfer, or you can call me by my post-apocalyptic name, Scramble Clean Water. <laughs> hey, come with me. I know where there's a sub-cavern with unradiated pools. My name is Scramble Clean Water. <laughs> I wish I were better at writing jokes. <laughs> about parallel dimensions. <laughs> Luckily, I am. <laughs> these liberals... <laughs> these liberals keep saying that the way we're going to solve everything is by increasing taxes on the wealthy. I don't think we should do that. I think we should murder the wealthy. <laughs> in front of their children so their children become Batman. Right? It's a long con. 
takes a while to kick in, but then you got... I think the libertarians will even like that plan because it privatizes the police force. <laughs> I'm tall and quiet. Nobody likes that. I'm tall and quiet. I'm six foot five and introverted. Um, on many occasions, I have ridden public transportation and upon standing up, people have recoiled in horror. <laughs> Because, you know, I'll be reading my Kindle or something and my knees will be all, like, you know, s scrambled together and I'll be all kind of hunched. And then I'll stand up and it's like the, the Cloverfield monster coming out of a little music box, just like right in everybody's face. On more than one occasion, I've just been going about my business trying to just, like, not think about how horrible the whole universe is. And I've made a delightful stranger go, Whoa! Because it's like I'm one of those... Do you know those foam pills? Yeah? I'm like one of those little foam pills where you put them in water and they turn into a dinosaur. Except I look like an amalgamation of every serial killer. Yeah, oh. That's a good sign when your joke makes people go, ooh. Mm, my stomach muscles got real tight. Hi, everybody. Sorry if my jokes are a little dark. You should see me at my day job where I'm editor-in-chief of the eulogy of the downfall of civilization. <laughs> oh, man. I used to be so angry. I was. I was really angry all the time. But, like, now I feel like I'm kind of like an like a anger snob because, like, I was angry, like, a, about all this stuff, like, a long time ago. And now, like, a lot of people are like, this is the worst! And I'm like, it's been so bad for so long. <laughs> you dumb motherfucker. Because, <laughs> uh, like, I want to be angry, but, like, at this point, like, humanity just needs, like, a new, more diverse writer's room. Like, we just, we just were writing this really shitty narrative that it's just like, what, really? Oh, God, really? Like, every time you hear anything. And you can't get angry because it's just like that, that, that emotion no longer makes any sense. And, like, I worry sometimes if I get too angry, I'll just get, like, elected to public office one morning. I'll just be like, oh, you're in the Green Party and you're an alderman. Oh. Or, like, you know, because, like, I, you don't even want to, like, hurt people anymore. Like, you, you, you see people who are the worst. You Like, I didn't know humanity could be that bad. And you're like, I would rather just hide in the bushes and watch you dig your own grave. That sounds great. If I could find a nice bunker and just peek out and watch you just, like, dig your grave with the tweets you wrote in 2008, that would be great. <laughs> I would 100% settle for that. Um, I am a cancer survivor, you guys. Uh, I... Th Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I've had cancer twice. Re re oh, that rule of threes is just right there, you guys. It's just right there. Uh, uh, I, uh, I apologize for not being one of the five most famous comedians who have had cancer. That can be a real bummer for audiences when they hear you've had cancer and they're like, they, they do, he doesn't even have a special? Fuck, come on. I'm benign. I apologize. I'm benign. I apologize. Um, thank you for the one person who went, ha benign. Um, cause like, you know, stuff is funny when you've had cancer and nobody wants to hear about it. <laughs> nope. First of all, because they're all like, he's going to have it a third time. Like every time you start talking, they're like, yeah, yeah he's going to have it a third time. He just said like, oh, he looked kind of, he looked kind of tired yesterday at like 2 PM. He's going to have it again. Um, but, like, stuff will happen, and nobody has, like, the emotional, especially these days, like, nobody has the emotional fortitude to, like, think about anything slightly darker than their own situation. Like, I had this really funny oncologist. Who can say they've had a funny oncologist? <laughs> but I've had a funny oncologist, and um, when my cancer came back, uh, it was in my abdomen, and it wasn't like, you know, like, you, people like to treat tumors like babies and be like, they're the size of this fruit. Mine was not the size of a fruit. 
but instead was a series of tentacles. Uh, throw my, I'm fine now, it's fine. <laughs> but um, I uh, was told by my funny oncologist, your tumor is the size and shape of a medium-sized octopus. And we had a good laugh right there on the doctor's <laughs> office. It is. It's like, what the fuck does that even mean? Why would you say that? Oh, I guess you have to because the fruit thing doesn't apply. You wouldn't say, like, a shredded watermelon. But then I was trying to tell friends of mine, and they were always creeped out, which, of course, but one person said, Oh, don't ruin octopuses for me. Fuck you. Fuck you. I absolutely... What do you do? What is your job? That you get to have a stake in the imagery of octopuses... You are, I, I do not know the Jane Goodall of cephalopods, you guys. That person did not have a claim to that. And I start, I'm like, do they have a claim to it? Like, were they saved? Like, from a well? Did they fall down a well and, like, a lassie like octopus, like, fished them out and called the parents and rang the bell or whatever? That's what Lassie did. Lassie rang bells, right? <sighs> you guys. I had cancer twice. And both times it was in a thing I had, it took out a thing I had two of, which makes it extra fucking weird. Like, I really want to go for that triple double. No, I don't. But like, it took out one of my testicles and then it took out one of my kidneys. And now like, I, I be, because I have that brain problem where you think about numbers all the time sometimes, I'm like, oh man, what, what else can I lose? <laughs> Those childhood dreams where I had like one robot arm aren't funny anymore. <laughs> and I have nice legs. You can't tell because I'm wearing pants. I, have no, I don't want to lose one of my legs. But I have thought about trying to get into like the dark web of the tooth fairy and like just put like all my extra body parts on and see if she'd take it. She don't. <laughs> I don't think it, it is gross. Thank you. Also, um, <laughs> you'll notice people have mixed reactions. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, trying to figure out what's funny about cancer is weird because you become like like racist against inferior forms of empathy. That's the weird part. Because people shower you with empathy. Just shower you with empathy and you love it and you're so grateful for it. But then people are... You see like the fucking nightmare side of empathy. Like one time I was, I was in the middle of a chemotherapy session and uh, someone had agreed to bring me soup. And when they brought me soup, they looked at me, dropped the soup, and ran away crying. And it was like, and it was like, oh, that's okay. And um, didn't feel great, but it was like, you know. And so I called them, and I was like, I just want to let you know, like, it's okay. Like, I know I look different. All my hair fell out, and you know. And she went, oh, thank God, you said something. You just looked so gross. Yeah. Yeah, and then I murdered them. No, I didn't. I had to instantly forgive them. Yeah. Fuck. Um. Ugh. Um. But you know, I am grateful to live uh, still, and uh, this is all we've got, you guys. Being nice to each other. So uh, think about that next time you get real pissed off. There's no punchline for that. There's no punchline for that. And I don't want to get political. But there's certain things you shouldn't say in polite company. I'm going to leave you with this. But I think if we're ever going to get out of this chaotic mess, we have to establish some rules and we have to be civil. There has to be civility. For instance, there's certain things we shouldn't say in polite company. Like, we shouldn't say, murder that pussy. <laughs> Unless you're making a Schrodinger's cat joke, in which case you should both say, I'm going to murder that pussy, and not say, I'm going to murder that pussy. <laughs> now, Schrodinger's cat <laughs> is a physics theory. Hang in there, buddy. Hang in there. <laughs> Hang in there. Oh, I know. You, I know you, you gave me the, the, the international sign for don't worry, buddy, don't worry, but you did make some, a lot, some mutterings that the whole room heard, so I had to address it. 
Schrodinger's cat is a physics theory that posits when you put a living creature in an unobservable space with an unstable fatal element that creates at the same time two equally real realities. One where that cat is alive, for instance, and that cat is dead. There's no way to observe it. 50-50 chance it's dead. And I know what you're thinking, Dan, I didn't come here listening to your fucking TED talk about cat <laughs> physics. That didn't make the joke funny, but I said to you, what I just proved is I don't give a fuck. And I myself live in an unobservable space. So I both murdered that joke and didn't murder that joke. <laughs> Thank you very much, everybody. Hey, PYHT listeners, producer Ryan here. If you've ever wanted to test your competitive chops on a game show, you should be listening to Dr. Game Show right here on Your Wolf. In each episode, hosts Joe Firestone and Manolo Moreno play listener-created games with comedian guests and live call-ins. The games are hilarious, creative, and totally unpredictable. It's a show the whole family can enjoy. In fact, some of the game creators and players are kids, and you never know what crazy rules they'll come up with or what they'll say next. All of the games are family-friendly, making it perfect for listening to in your car, on your summer road trip. Plus, some of your favorite Earwolf hosts have been calling in by surprise, like Tawny Newsom and Michael Ian Black. Dr. Game Show has also had Earwolf hosts as studio guests like Chris Gethard, Gilbert Gottfried, and the guys from Hello from the Magic Tavern. And if you want to be on the show, you can submit your game show ideas to drgameshow at gmail.com and follow Dr. Game Show on Facebook and Twitter to know when you can play along live. Check out new episodes of Dr. Game Show every Wednesday, wherever you listen. Dan Telfer! I love when university professors do the show. Um, I noticed something when I was on the side of the stage. Somebody filled that chair. Ooh. <laughs> you missed it, but this it doesn't matter. It, it, it was just, just exciting for all of us. We were saying like a romance was, it was really funny. Um, so who do you know? Which, which side of the group? Or, oh, wait, do you know any of the people you're sitting with? We're all separated. Oh, none of you guys know each other? No. Okay, I love this. You should use this opportunity. Are you in a relationship? Yes. Well, you know what? I can't make love happen. I wanted it so bad. You missed an opportunity and you missed an opportunity because now you got somebody who's taken in between both of you guys. And I don't know what kind of peer person you want to date, but it could could have been you. It, you could it could happen. Are you single? Okay. <laughs> That's good. I, I'm not single. Um, I'm not single. Are you looking for a significant other? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> I'll say one thing. I don't know if you date women, and I, you don't have to tell me. Um, <laughs> what a fucking awful way to start a joke. <laughs> All I was going to say is, like, any guys, like, if you want a girlfriend, um, be prepared to double that toilet paper budget. Right? <laughs> like, you gotta ask yourself if you can literally afford dad ass. <laughs> Sometimes I'll go to my boyfriend's house and I'll just grab a fresh roll of toilet paper and I will just spike it right into the toilet. Like, Buckle up! This is love! And I'll just, like, smear blood on the mirror. And stuff. Warrior. The worst part about that joke is that my boyfriend and I live together, so I just have to clean that up. <laughs> I came home the other day, and my boyfriend was watching porn, uh, which is fine. That's fine. I'm cool. That's fine. I, it's fine. I, you know, I could watch porn. I don't. I use my imagination because I'm smart. But, you know, I could. I have the internet. The problem wasn't that he was watching porn. The problem is that he was watching Asian porn, and I'm not Asian, okay? I'm like, how come you can never watch Toronto porn? <laughs> you know, just like porn with like a lot of apologies in it. <laughs> or, you know, like porn where the guy's like, hey, babe, are you going to come? And the girl's like, hey, 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 hey. And when she does come, it's just poutine. <laughs> you know? 
That is the worst part about Canadians is that we come poutine. Other than that, we're perfect. <laughs> you wouldn't want to date me. It's okay. Um, you guys ready to keep this show rolling? Our next comic... Our next comic performs all over Los Angeles. It's also her first time on the show. Please give a warm welcome to Crystal Adams. What a great show it's been, right? It's been so fun. Been learning shit back there. Wow, poutine come. That's never going to leave me. Uh, never going to leave. I, uh, I've been having some interesting interactions with the homeless recently. Yeah, I was driving with my window down, and a homeless person timed their sneeze <laughs> directly into my car. <laughs> so I made a wish. <laughs> the timing and trajectory were too perfect. I think the saying goes, find a penny, pick it up. Homeless sneeze, you'll have good luck. I think that's how it goes. I think that's how it goes. I made a wish to not have hepatitis. I'm going to be honest with you. It was super gross. Oh, my God. But uh, I was in San Francisco recently, and uh, a homeless woman called me nigger trash. I know we're all offended by the word trash. It's funny. <laughs> I can say it, okay? It's fine. I can say it. Yeah, she called me nigger trash, and uh, my first thought was like, you, bitch, you eat out of trash. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> my second thought was, you know, I don't, I'm not actually offended by those two words in that order. I'm not, like, they don't mean anything to me. I'm not offended by the phrase nigger trash. But if she'd call me trash nigger, I got some feelings about that. <laughs> I have some, that's like calling me like I'm a trash black person. Like I'm bad at being black. <laughs> if she had called me a trash nigger, I'd be like, how does she know I stopped watching Scandal? <laughs> Been lying about that shit for two seasons. <laughs> now it's over. How does she know? Trash, basically, trash nigger, that's like the most racist way to call somebody an Oreo, right? Like, we all know what an Oreo is, right? You guys know what an Oreo, you guys know, right? It's a trash nigger. That's what it is. That's what it is. I don't know how else to explain it. <laughs> White people have been calling the police unnecessarily. That's been going on. We're aware, right? We're aware. Yeah, okay. My thing is, don't call the police while we're having a barbecue, Okay. That's not suspicious activity for black people. We love it, okay? We love a barbecue. My thing is, uh, taste it first. If it's not seasoned properly, then maybe you call the police, okay? Just say, those, they might be fake, they might be trash niggers is what I'm saying. Maybe they need to go to seasoning salt jail. We don't know. Um, we don't know. I'm a female Uber driver. Give it up for that. Thank you. You guys take Lyft and Uber? You guys taking that? You guys taking? Okay, cool. I hate all of you. Um, I hate every one of you. Uh, it's horrible. You guys don't probably don't really, like, there's not a lot of places to pee on the road. I know you guys aren't thinking about this. So this is the first job I've had where I've actually considered getting adult diapers. Yeah, it's also the first job I've had where I have purchased and worn adult diapers. I hate all of you. I blame you. I blame you, okay? You got to get in the car and you're like, I know it's been 20 minutes, but can I change my destination? Fuck you, I'm peeing right now, okay? I'm doing it right now. Right now, in the car. I'm doing it right now. What the hell? insane it's fine good news they're absorbent okay they soaked up all of my dignity it's fine it's fine came out blue just like the commercials it was great uh, they're also beige for some reason they're beige I don't know if you're picturing a black lacy situation but uh 100% beige uh itchy itchy too uh I'm not gonna lie uh, my car is a, a a no chit chat zone you're welcome I hate chit chat 
Thank, thank you. Thank you. I'm doing the Lord's work. <sighs> no chit chat. I can't stand a chatty Kathy. Sometimes I'll see a ride request from somebody named Kathy. I cancel that shit immediately, okay? <laughs> Change your name in the app. Change it, okay? <laughs> I know you can do it because the other day I picked up somebody named God is Love. Stop doing that shit, okay? Stop doing that. You're making them look bad, okay? You're making them look bad. Um, I, uh, yeah, I like to play jazz. I like to play jazz in the car. Uh, and what happens is uh, I like to pretend that jazz is my entire personality. Because people get in the car and they're like, ooh, what's that? Is that you? Is that your? Is that your radio station? I'm like, yeah, yeah. This is this is me. It's all me. <laughs> and then they think we have a connection, right? And that's when I start scatting. Okay. <laughs> you know, they're like, "How's it going?" I'm like, "Squeeting doon doo down." You know, just a couple squeeting doon dows, and uh, it shuts them right up. I made it weird now. Yeah. See, now nobody's talking. It's wonderful. <laughs> Um, everybody wants to hear the horror stories, so I'll give them to you, uh, as if we hadn't already gone there. <laughs> nah, I, uh, I did have a guy in my car, he, he got in my car, first question out of his mouth was, hey, if I were to pour acid on you, yeah. He said, hey, if I were to pour acid on you, which Ninja Turtle would you be? <laughs> yep. He said that instead of, hey, which Ninja Turtle would you be? <laughs> See how I did that without the word acid? See how I did that? See how special that was? Yeah, it was insane. I was like, dude, you can't get in a girl's car and say pour acid on ever. Also, use your eyes, I'm clearly Donatello. I'm like 100% a Donatello. <laughs> He got out of the car and I, I had to give him a one-star review, right? Like, uh, and in the comment section, I was like, this guy made me feel really unsafe. He knew all the names to the Ninja Turtles <laughs> and didn't know they were created with radioactive ooze and not acid. Um, it's never, I think this dude is pouring acid on people is what I'm saying. I think he is for sure. I, uh, I had a white guy get in my car recently and announce that he was a rapper. <laughs> and then he plugged his phone in. And then he performed. And then he asked me what I thought. And I said, hey, if I were to pour acid on you. You guys have been awesome. Keep it going for Georgia. Well, we've come to the end of the show. Don't worry, there's another comic. That's what you do. You go, guys, it's over. Just kidding, it's just beginning! <laughs> I'm going to miss you guys a lot. A lot. I just, I, I just I wanted to let you guys know, I can tell that you guys are all like, oh my God, Georgia is like my new favorite person in the whole world. And if you want to see more of me, I am recording an album on Sunday. You don't even have to wait that long. All right, don't all sign up right now. Jesus. It is in Covina, though, so that is the catch. But there's like a TV show about Covina, so it's not that bad. Anyways, hit me up. You should come. It's going to be fun. There's drinks that you have to buy. Um... <laughs> Our last comic on the show is awesome. A very close friend of mine. She has tons of amazing credits, but my personal favorites are her two amazing podcasts. She's got one called Lady to Lady, which I have been a guest on, and you can listen to any episode you want, but you can also listen to that one. <laughs> and then she has this other podcast called Britney's Graham, where they look at Britney's Spears, 
Ziz's Instagram account and then they just analyze it. And I've also been on that one. And um, it's literally like, now that I've done it and listened to her podcast, like I'm so obsessed with Britney Spears' Instagram. Like I didn't even really realize how amazing it was. Uh, check out both those podcasts. They're amazing. And so is Barbara Gray. Yeah. for Britney Spears. That wasn't her, but you guys... Okay. <laughs> if you are... I don't give a shit what you think about me after this set, but if you are not following Britney on Instagram, you are missing out sorely. It is... She's so pilled out, but she's just having the best life ever. She, she posted a selfie wearing a shirt that said, Talk Nerdy to Me, and it's like, Ugh, what a nerd, huh, guys? <laughs> When you think of nerds, Brit really comes to mind. Um, she also posted a video of herself doing what else? Twirling under a waterfall, of course, obviously. Um, I'm like, I'm already there for that. That's already the content I'm looking for, personally, in my day, in this hellscape we currently live in, is to see Britney Spe Spe Spears? Is that her name? Okay. Um, twirl under a waterfall. But it's great because she also captioned it, uh, I twirl for my haters, <laughs> which is like, mm, oh, oh, beautiful pizza pie, Brittany, I love you. I twirl for my haters. She, uh, she's trying to quote Beyonce. <laughs> she's trying. She's trying real hard. Um, all the time. She's trying so hard. Oh, God. Information, Beyonce says, uh, I twirl on my haters. And man, that's the uh, difference between Britney and Beyonce, you guys. Is Britney twirls for her haters, but Beyonce twirls on them. And I think we know why Beyonce is doing better. Um, it's a good thing. I'm not, are you, do you think that's bad? Go out and twirl on your haters. It feels really good, okay? I'm doing it tonight after this set. Um... Uh, what's in the news, huh? What's in the news? Men? Uh-oh. Men in the news? Uh-oh. You know what I read? All men are dogs. All men are dogs. Who let the men out? Woof. <laughs> uh, all men are dogs, which is why I wear peanut butter for lipstick. <laughs> all right. Um... Yeah, you, know, you get it. Uh, I, I do hear that guys like girls who are mysterious, so I put a fog machine under my bed. <laughs> That's what Cosmo told me to do. I don't know. Oh, ladies! <laughs> if I'm not drinking a Cosmo, I better be reading a Cosmo! If I'm not reading a Cosmo, I'd better be fucking a Cosmo not. Yes! Ride that Russian space dick. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> hey, you know what they don't tell you on Earth? If there's no gravity, there's no cellulite. Okay. Uh, I'm famous, so please act accordingly. Thank you so much. Um, I'm the guy from Workaholics, so <laughs> you could just. Oh, God, I, you guys need to hear my catchphrase, don't you, from the hit show Workaholics? Okay, here we go. I'm addicted to work. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't wear a lot of makeup because I don't date men who make enough money to earn a better version of my face. Um, <laughs> You know, like, make 10K more a year and then I'll contour. But until then, this is what you're getting. Uh, I was thinking about what face I would contour onto my face because, you know, makeup is crazy these days. I think I would do Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I mean, that face and this bod, come on. Can't go wrong. Uh, also, at the end of the night when I'm washing it, I can be like, face off. And then, <laughs> That will just be for me while I'm alone. Um, <laughs> I don't really know why I want a relationship. I think I want one just so I have an excuse to do what I'm already doing. Because I don't know if you guys know this, but if you like 
watch 10 hours of Netflix, then eat a bunch of pizza, then have an orgasm by yourself, you're depressed. (laughs) But if someone else is there, you're in love. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Like, life hack, find a soulmate, huh? You guys read that BuzzFeed list? Yeah? Uh, They won't take my lists. I keep submitting. I'm like, top 10 kangaroo taints. You can't miss. I I think it's because I keep sending animal taints. It's fine. Um, But I've been, you know, I've been squishing around the town for a minute. Just been doing my... Just been doing my thing. And, uh... Been out with a lot of guys. You know, guys have a lot... I mean, everyone has fetishes, but... Men seem to top the ranks there. Um, it's a lot of guys that want to, you know, boop, honk, honk on your glasses or whatever. Um, come, they want to come on them. Right, right here. And then, I know it's weird because it's not, it's obviously like, it's not physical, it's psychological what's getting them off at that moment. You know, so what is it? What is getting them off right there? Like, yeah, you're going to have a hard time seeing later. <laughs> Like, you're, you're going to have to wash those. <laughs> I think it's for guys with OCD that just want to see you wash something. Or I don't I did go out with a guy who asked me to give him a haunted mansion. No, wait. <laughs> That's what I call it now, a hand job in the haunted mansion. Uh, I just do the short term for it. You guys all knew what I was saying. Um, a hand job in the haunted mansion and I was like maybe as long as this is a getting caught in public fetish and not a ghost threesome fetish because I've been through this before you know and I you get jealous in threesome so later on it was just me and him I'm like you're just thinking about that ghost again aren't you <laughs> seriously though you guys top three most bangable ghosts go <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, number one, Patrick Swayze's character from Ghost. Number two, Patrick Swayze's real ghost. <laughs> oh, you guys are too... Come on, Jesus. Number three, Slimer from Ghostbusters. Yeah. Have you seen that tongue? I did just lick the mic on accident. Okay. <laughs> I'm really sorry for my, like, 90s grunge cosplay, but these pants are very tight, and I didn't wear underwear, so I'm trying to hide this camel toe. (laughs) This is the camel toe divider. It's for your own good, all right? I need to do laundry. (laughs) I'm fine, Mom! Don't listen to this. Um, That's the thing that I'm scared of her hearing? Uh... I don't know if you guys... uh, Remember, you know, uh, by the way, uh, you know, we might, we might get, mm, I don't know, abortion rights taken away. That sounds good. Okay, fun. And I don't know if you guys remember like a year or two ago when uh, Planned Parenthood, um, there was a rumor going around that planned, fuck, I'm sorry. Is it plant or planned? Plant, planned, planned, plant. How do you say Plant, plant. I have never known. I'm too... I can't ask now. I've been in... Plant. Okay. Um... I, uh... There, but there was this rumor going around, like, that the, uh, Plant Parenthood was, um... Was selling... Selling baby parts from abortions. Uh... I know. I'm here to tell you guys that that rumor is true. They sold baby parts to me. And I made a baby with them! Woo! Yeah! He's just my little bundle of arms. <laughs> he's a... Oh, come on. He's a good kid. He's got his mother's smiles, all right? Okay. Don't listen to that either, Mom. Uh, what am I telling her after? Doesn't matter. Um... I, okay, um, I gotta go. What do I say at the end? A joke that everyone laughs at. Good job. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot, you know, um, I don't know if you guys know what real dolls are. They're like sex dolls. Ooh, okay, that was a visceral reaction. <laughs> They're sex dolls that are very realistic looking. You can go online, build the perfect woman, you know, best hair, best butt. You build her the, you know, open mouth, closed mouth, whatever you want. 
open mouth, obviously. <laughs> it's like, who's getting a sex doll with a closed mouth? That's for men who really hate women, you know? <laughs> it's like, shut up during Duck Dynasty, Claire. Uh, um. <laughs> but actually, I found out, I went on their, out of curiosity, I went out on their website and I found out that they have a magazine where they interview one of the dolls every month. This is true, yes, yes, grown appropriately. Um, so they talk to the owner, they get like her personality. And I uh, read Celeste's interview last month. <laughs> She's a firecracker, let me tell you what. Um, Celeste the sex doll, favorite quote, get her done, Larry the cable guy, and her dream is to someday open a small business. That's her, that's what I love, oh, I love it, because I feel like that's what so many like straight dudes want from women, is like, yeah, she's mostly a thing I can fuck, but she's got dreams, you know? Holes with goals, that's what I'm into. <laughs> You guys have been awesome. Bye. You have Barbara Gray. In all the comics you've seen, Dan Telfer, we had Peter Kim, um, Sarah, he was like, this is going to be hard. Sarah Sherman, Crystal Adams, Georgia Brooks, it's me. <laughs> Give it up for Ryan and Hannah, and have a great night. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> Ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.